And here we are on the show. It's me, Hugh. That's Lalo. And we have uh, Mary Creek joining us, too, as the third staff member on the show today, Liquid Lunch. And we have Frank Panati joining us from PenCon Construction. Frank. Yes. Great to have you. you back. Nice being here. And we're talking concrete, right? Concrete's good. <laughs> it is good. I love concrete. White gold. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, now let's see. We had you on here a few years ago, and uh, and now we got you back. And so I don't know what uh, like what's new in the concrete business besides the fact you guys are so busy. Well, speaking for ourselves, um, PenCon is now going into its thirtieth year of operation. Wow. Um, it's been a bit of a ride up and down, but nevertheless, it's, it's been it's been good. You started in '86, right? '86, I did. Yeah, after yeah. after college. Yeah, and. Um, so, between since the last time I was on the show and now, uh, one of the biggest things that's been changing is our labor force, and um, it's according to what we're seeing, uh, the industry is going to need anywhere from two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand new tradespeople in the industry in the whole construction in the whole industry. construction sector in Canada to meet the demands of what's going to be going on, and um, right now we're having we have a heck of a time trying to find workers. Um, uh, a lot of the younger generation behind us, yeah. between let's say 25, 35, a lot of them don't want to do this kind of stuff. Because it's hard physical work. It's hard physical work. It's you know, it's punctual work. You got to be there every day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very disciplined type stuff. But I mean, it sounds like. I mean, should we mention what you're paying? It's very, it's very financially rewarding. It sounds I mean, pretty good to me. You could be uh, guys go from 25 to 30, 32 an hour doing this stuff. And in our company, um, we have benefits set up. We have a pension plan set up, as many do. Yeah. Um, and still, you can't attract uh, enough guys to want to learn it. Because uh, to me, that's a little surprising. Because I, I always, I'm always thinking that there's a shortage of jobs out there. Right? Jobs are out there. Yeah. You've got to want to be able want to do them. Does well, training help to? We train them. If yeah. they're willing, if they have interest and they like it, we we train them ourselves. So wow. somebody can come in green off the street. And within a couple of months, we'll, they'll have the basics down and, you know, they can finish a, a slab of cement somewhere. So pretty right. much somebody who's watching this right now, they could come apply at your company. Even me, right? Oh, sure. Okay. Definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, Frank, we should talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> this could work out great. I, I, I'm from Alberta. Okay, I was yeah. born in Alberta, although obviously I'm mixed heritage. And it's like in Alberta, everybody's got a construction job. There's always all kinds of construction jobs. I went out to visit a friend and ended up doing some carpentry. But I want to know from I want to know from you, because I'm very interested in business. Um, how has overall business changed, like over the 30 years? Drastic. There's a lot more rule and regulation. Um, these days, uh, financing even has gotten more challenging. Banks go through a lot, especially here in Canada or Ontario, before you borrow any money whatsoever. So uh, the ventures become a little more challenging. Um, because of we started in 86 when we did, things were a little more lenient. So if you needed to borrow $100,000 back then, um, it was a little, a little easier to do. Where you try and do it now, uh, everything's got to be dotted and, ta- and, and, and T's crossed. Uh, so you have to have a lot of more background and backup mm-hmm. uh, before you get into it. Uh, that's been one. Um, also, we de- tend to do a lot of municipal work. 
and contracts, I mean, have changed a lot. They become more demanding. Mm -hmm. Contractors are more liable for things when they go wrong. Right, um, and when you're a contractor and you do your taxes, it's like being self-employed, right? Oh, yes. And so that's a whole other expense and everything involved in that. Totally. Uh, in my case, you have to have a CA do your stuff. Right. I wouldn't be able to sit down and do my taxes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's another expense, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that has to be passed along, and yet you're in a competitive market. You're bidding for contracts. Yeah. See, uh, and w as I was just mentioning earlier, we're, we're a non-union operation. And we still try and like offer the benefits and the pension plan. Um, I think sometimes things become more costly um, if you're looking at e like union shops. Mm -hmm. All that money gets passed on to the, to 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 the taxpayer, to mm -hmm. the to the developer, the builder, and it gets passed on to the guy who goes into the condo at mm -hmm. the end. Um, and let's face it, um, from what we're seeing, uh, trades aren't as skilled as they once were. Yeah. And when you move into a new place, you'll find sometimes a lot of deficiencies, yeah. and that costs more. No, so what do you? So like, are you talking about trades like the plumbing and the plumbing, electricians, all that stuff? The whole nine yards. Why is it less skilled than it once was? It's because a lot, uh, there's there's not enough skilled trade to go around. So uh, if let's say there's a um, uh, hundred thousand plumbers, yeah. maybe half of them or seventy per sixty, seventy thousand will, will be really good ones, yeah. and the other ones get scattered. So if they end up on a job that you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, you might be in for some issues as you go on. You know, I'm just wondering about it because. Um, you go ahead. Oh no, I was just thinking. You think you know the the amount of money that's being offered for these kind of trades, you have more interest. Uh, yeah, you, of people who want to pick think. it up, mm -hmm. but it's not like that. It's an unusual problem to have. You have the work and then can't find the um, people to do Especially when you hear about people can't find jobs, yeah. right? It depends what kind of jobs you're looking for when they right. say you can't find a job. <laughs> but the oh, thing well, is that these, sorry, yeah. that these, um, these trades jobs, they're, they're great jobs. They're high-paying jobs. There's always demand for they're them. They're excellent jobs. Yeah. And they're jobs that you know, will always keep you employed. Mm -hmm. At one level or another, because you're always going to need a plumber, you're yeah. always going to need a mm -hmm. electrician, you're always going to need the guy fixing the sidewalk on the street, you know, the guy doing the asphalt on the road. Uh, it's just it's getting harder and harder. And See, I wonder if um, if what is going on here is that our younger workforce are um, looking for jobs that have uh, a route in it that is beyond the single bottom line of making money. So maybe. Um, you know, you were talking about now you're you're getting into doing construction on on seniors' uh, projects, or like to my mind, um, having uh, grown kids of my own. Um, I, it's like w when my my daughter's an, a sonographer, and when she decided uh, she was offered great jobs in the suburbs and hospitals, and she said, "Well, mom, I'm going to take the job in the inner city where I'm needed the most." And I wonder if our young people don't actually need an ethical motivation, you know? I think we do, because um, a lot of the people that are in the industry right now are mostly foreign workers. They're keeping everything going. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's sad to say. I wish we had more, you know, Canadian uh, or North American type. But So what is the problem, do you think? Um, and I wonder if it was always that way, that the skilled workers... Because I remember when I was a kid, you know, and they were building a house next door, everybody was speaking Italian or French or, or whatever, right? Yeah. 
you know, so um, I wonder if that's almost always been the case in Canada. We've, uh, we haven't done a good job of training skilled tradespeople. And also maybe it comes down to how you were raising our kids, right? Maybe parents don't want their kids in those kind of jobs. And, you know, they, uh, when the kid's growing up, you know, a job's a job, but if he's not exposed to how good it, uh, the side of not looking down on it, yeah, because uh, of the easy way out, right? Yes. The easy like today way it's all out computers. working hard and just if you take doing the average, your job um, is maybe not as valuable. If you take the average teen and say, would you rather be doing some IT work behind a desk or out, you know, shoveling some dirt into a wheelbarrow, what do you, think, you know, chances yeah. are they're going to want to go behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But meanwhile, even though that job pays more, probably. Well, a lot of, but there's a lot of, you know, I think there's difficulty in finding those white-collar jobs now, and they don't pay... Yeah. A lot of them don't pay like yeah. the kind of rates you're talking about. Yeah, the white collar jobs. Offering benefits. No. A lot of these corporations don't need to pay. They're offering psychological counseling. From what, what they're offering. For, in our, as you were asking the question about business changing, a lot of major corporations are subbing their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're putting in t- t- temporary contracts. That's right. Uh, even with nurses, uh, yeah. they go into a, a nursing home to work. It's on a temporary mm-hmm. contract, and then either they renew it or they don't. You know what I want to talk about with businesses here? You you have become a member of that channel. We're trying to talk to business people about how to do business differently. I think we need more training. I think we need more in-kind, non-cash trade between businesses. And I do actually think that we need to look at the bottom line. And if we're just offering money, um, I don't think that's enough incentive. No. I think those young people want to know they're making a difference in the world. They're interested in, in um, the environment. They're interested in all these bigger ideas. The Internet has opened everybody up. So maybe it, I think it's more that, like, maybe people just don't want to go to work, pay the money, have the, the goods on the weekend and do that. They want more from life. And maybe the construction job um, needs to add an element of, and I would say, of culture of that family culture, of that camaraderie, right? Mm-hmm. In recent years now, one of the biggest things in construction is recycling. Mm-hmm. We recycle everything. Everything from the copper pipes to the gravel we dig out to the rocks we dump to the asphalt. That's and great. it's being recycled and reused again. That's great. And it's, you know, where we are allowed to bring it to dump to when yeah. you got to get rid of it is also restricted. Mm-hmm. You just can't, you know, go dump it into the lakes anymore. You can't go dump it into conservation areas anymore. I mean, it's got to yeah. go to plants where the, it's going to a plant that's going to be recrushed, reused, and resold. That's great. And that's, that's so that's... I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, that's, really, that's, that's the last 10, 15 years, that's been a big thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's just like logging back home. I'm from BC. Once upon a time, the loggers just dumped all their stuff out there, and now, mm-hmm. now they have to take care of it. And yeah, I think if we had, if we think about really positive things that happen within the context of business, yeah. then it can be more appealing. Well, this, this uh, recycling uh, thing is really making a big difference on how we live and environment, the air we breathe, and where your kids go to the beach and, and how they enjoy the parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him a few more things just about his business. Okay. Okay. So, like, <laughs> if I want concrete, okay, uh, what do I do? And if I'm a homeowner, how do I get it? If I'm a business, how do I get it if I'm a big commercial guy? 
Well, if, if you're a homeowner and you're looking to do some concrete work, patio work, uh, color and stamp work, decorate your porch, whatever, um, you could go as easy as going into the yellow pages or going online and Googling uh, concrete companies and a whole bunch of us will come up. But what if I asked you? If you asked me? Yeah. To do what? To do what you were just talking about for a home. Oh, if you want to get in touch with me? Yeah. Well, as soon as you put in uh, concrete, our, our name comes up. So there. do you do home stuff? Like if somebody home. needs their stairs oh, yeah. poured or something like that, we, you'll do that? We do. We've done, our website will show we've done hundreds of okay. patios, walkways, decorated porches with colored and stamped co colors. Um, What's that cost yeah, for a, a yeah, basement stairs? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. it, averages about, <laughs> it averages about 7 to $10 a square foot, depending on what you're looking for. A okay. square foot of poured concrete stairs. Yeah, as that's uh, get prepped and done. Or, or, a, or a walkway. But do you design it too? Like, what if you. you oh, know? we'll show you. Yeah, we'll yeah. show you different you way, know things what, you can what have. What you got to do. So, say seven to ten per square foot. foot. Yeah. So, if you've got, let's say, 100 square feet, it might be 700 bucks. Okay, again, can you, can you put like sparkles really and like stuff in it? I can and, like, tattoo can it you? if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want. We want, we want that channel concreted with this design. That's right. I'll okay. do that. Actually, we had one. We put a compass star in one. You, what'd you do? Sorry? We put a, we put a, we, the guy wanted a compass star. Oh, yeah. So we did a compass star in different colors. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Also, now what we're going into is, as I was talking to, to, to Mary, is... um. I'm building a healthy seniors uh, living residence. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Tell and where is that? Keswick. Okay. It'll be in Keswick. It's yeah. going to be an eight-unit um, apartment, a whole single-family dwelling. Um, and we're going to, I'm just working on being getting licensed right now. I'm going through the documents and reading what i got to know. So you're building it for yourself? Well, I'm building it and we're going to run it as an operation. Right, okay. And we're so. not decided if we're going to run it ourselves or if we're going to sub it to somebody to run. A project manager or a yes. property management There's company. people that run these things. And also, um, I want to build something that's going to be state-of-the-art, where it's cost-efficient, um, yeah. and this solar is your, panels. your so efforts at changing the world, right? I'm changing it. Yeah. <laughs> and making it a better place for all of us. So yes? what was the idea behind this? Like, what was the genesis of it? I wanted, as a student, actually, I actually worked in a healthy seniors living residence. Um but now over the years, the demand in our age group is retiring so quick, mm -hmm. and especially in York Region, there's huge demands for uh, healthy retirement homes. Mm -hmm. And the average Canadian can't even afford to live in one. Yeah. They're averaging yeah. anywhere from three to four, 5000 a month. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to get it to a point where it's a f effective and uh, affordable for, for more Canadians. Good, because... Without, you know, having too much of an opinion, I think outsourcing the government is a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I also did some, a little bit of reading on uh, another thing now, senior co-op living mm -hmm. is becoming big. It started in Denmark, this, uh, this idea. Right. And um, th there's many of them in Vancouver. And right. I think there's uh, one starting up here in Toronto, if, if it's not already in. in Yagababa. Uh, Yagababa. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently um, uh, it, it's... When people um, reach a certain age and they live in these uh, type uh, housings, they stay healthier longer. Yeah. And I also read that they actually save the government almost $50,000 a person right. in long-term medical care. Right. So because they're, they're healthier. They're healthier. They're, they're, they're living together more. They're, they're happier. They're happier. They're doing things together. They're doing excursions together. They're most times probably having dinner together. If yeah. somebody is sick, somebody goes in and helps. 
it's quite uh, it's quite the thing. I think it's wonderful that you're pointing out that being in business is is more than just that, and it's about doing great things. Being in business is a privilege. Yeah. And it's not just for you know your own self acquirements, but that everybody around you does well. Yes. And, that, and that's what I like to see. Excellent. So you're calling it healthy retirement homes, but what does that mean exactly? Well, um, I, if a person is bedridden yeah. or if there's a lot of health issues, uh, we would not be qualified to take them in. So it's for healthy seniors oh, that I are see. very they're active. Okay. Uh, they're still uh, very mobile on their own. Right. You know, and yeah. when they get to a point where medical issues start to turn, mm-hmm. then they may have to move on to a long-term care facility. Right. We've got that. Because I notice a lot of these retirement villages that are being built now, they'll have both. Yeah. They'll have it so that where you have some units where they are the healthy seniors and then they have another wing where it's the... Yeah. And that's... Those are are bigger operations, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to have... When you get into long-term care, you've got to have doctors on staff. You've got to have nurses on staff. The whole cost is completely Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. and more regulated as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, any plans to expand this or to get into any other kind of um, residential development? Um, right now, this is enough. <laughs> I'm working, I'm just trying to launch the, the Healthy Seniors Living Residence, is what I'm working on now. And I'm going to call it the Vita Alegria, Harmony Living. Cool. Vita Alegria, Retirement Place, Harmony wonderful. Living. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing to support. Yeah. If there's any corporate sponsors out there that want to come and sponsor PenCon Canada, I think they ought to do that. I, I want to put your phone number out here a second and say if there's any young people out there that want to get into business and do something really good for the world, you can call Frank at 416-654-3277. Yeah. Yeah, let's awesome. get going. Let's do some good business, right? It is. True. Yeah. So now you, you're doing, uh, so so you will do that kind of uh, concrete work around the house. Oh, yeah. Right? For individual homeowners. But you're also involved in, in like, developments, doing the curb work. Co- commercial, and industrial parking lots, a lot of that we do for private clients. But that's, usually those are, do you do the asphalt as well or just the concrete? We get it ready and we sub the asphalt to a bigger company. I see. So you can take the contract. Oh, yeah. And get the asphalt done. And still be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. As long as in our, in our case, as long as there's more concrete involved mm-hmm. than actual asphalt work, mm-hmm. we can compete more. If it goes more on the heavier asphalt work, then we'll probably work as a sub to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're doing that stuff, um, and any other uh, areas or sectors where you guys are are operating? No, just the, the, that. That's basically what we've been doing, and I do my charity work. I get involved with the food bank. Yeah, Hospice Vaughn is another one of my favorite charities as well. Nice. So, what, what are you doing for these guys? Are you like donating food or just sometimes we help pick up food and bring? When when we get into the holidays, we've offered our trucks many yeah. times. Um, we donate financially. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we raise money within the company itself, or I and then I match things lovely. like this. That's lovely. Now, I, I do want to just ask you. I mean, Lalo was asking you earlier about the um, changes in business since you started right mm-hmm. and you were talking about a lot of the regulatory a lot of the regulations are are just creating red tape making more work for you and yeah. that's costs that have to be passed along and also taxes have gone up taxes up yeah and i mean when i think about it i think that uh if it's not for the business uh the business sector especially the small business 
really, that's where the jobs come from. That's where the wealth of the nation comes from. I understand that 85% of our economy runs on small business. People are employed through small business more than anything else. Corporations don't do a lot of big hiring anymore. Like they sub a lot of stuff out. They're laying a lot of people off. Yeah. Well, right? look at our, you know, recently with CP Rail, Bombardier, yeah, all that uh, stuff. And, and more coming up. But what gets me is that you often hear about, uh, oh, that you might hear that, oh, all the job growth is in the public sector, right? Yeah. But where does all that money come from to pay those high-paying government jobs? It comes from the increased taxes. And the regulatory uh, and broadca- burden. And broadcasters like yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, Frank. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to pick your brain about this, because I already know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> you know, because yeah. of what they're doing, they're, they're making it hard, and in some cases impossible, for the small business, the business person. To get to, going. To or keep it going, yeah. totally. right? And then what do they do? They close down, they go on welfare. Be- before, when we started, they s- yeah. the rule of thumb was that if a construction company started and could survive the first seven years, yeah. it was good to go. Yeah. Now, in my view, if I had to tell you, it's going to be, you've got to be around the first 11 yeah. before you could say, okay, I'm going to go. I'm here to stay. I mean, but here we are. We've had the benefit, at least in the Toronto area, southern Ontario. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a never-ending growth since the Second World War, right? It's been golden years for a long time. Yeah. yeah. No, so we just hope that uh, it that doesn't re- turn around, right? And we hope that it can keep going. Yeah, and businesses have to get together to work to make it happen. Absolutely. You know, that's what I meant by outsource the government. We're we need more communication from private business to private business. That's right. So, and what would you tell if you had to say something to the government? Well, we have the new government in Ottawa now, and we have the provincial liberals here in Ontario. I mean, is there any kind of message you'd like to give to government? Um, lay off the restrictions. And um, we need to look after our own backyard more. Yeah. This is starting and I'm to talking about the five people. important questions. Should the, I ask him the rest of them? No. I'm looking more. <laughs> more. <laughs> we'll ask you later. <laughs> I think we need to take care of our own backyard a little more. And that, I would think that would mean, and we hear governments talking about it, we need to have more apprenticeship programs and stuff yes, like that for the definitely. trades, right? Definitely. But it's all talk. I've, I've been hearing them talk about it for 20, 30 years. Yeah. But and nothing th- happens. No, nothing <laughs> happens. And then they, then they go and they say, well, we have to bring in the skilled labor from other yeah. countries, which hurts those countries. Yeah. And as our deficits keep climbing, yeah. we have one government trying to bring them back. We have one guy trying to push them forward. Um, it becomes more of a burden on all of us. Absolutely. Businesses, small, big, large, and even the average consumers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like the governments can't, unlike, unlike businesses, which have to, because they have the discipline of... Well, we have no choice. I yeah. mean, we haven't got a bankroll. I mean, we've got to either make changes or you, or you lose. And you can only lose so many times before you have to close the doors. But the governments, they can't seem they to control their money. spending, right? <laughs> yeah. They just keep printing dough. But in the long run, that's going to hurt everybody. Sure it is. We just have to do it ourselves, including printing dough. We're mortgaging our future. We're mortgaging our kids. Yeah. That's right. You know, your kids go buy a house when they're, they need a million bucks to buy a home they could have bought for 300000 or $400,000. So, no, we've given out the phone number for anybody who would like a job or know somebody that could use a job. Or anybody need any concrete, concrete work done. Concrete yeah. work, they can call the number, or is there a website or email? There's a PenCon Canada. 
Okay. Is our website, and they can go in and see the variety of different projects we've done over the years, including residential. And yeah. um, we're working, we're re actually revamping that site right now. And um, if any anybody looking for the information on the seniors uh, project we got going, mm -hmm. uh, feel free to call. All right, and that number is four one six six five four three two seven seven. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to watch this uh, on that channel.com's YouTube station anyways. And uh, maybe you'll become a member like Frank did, and we can keep talking about how to do business better. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And plus, Frank's ad will be in the new paper. That's right. So you can just pick up the paper. Yeah. That channel's doing so much exciting stuff. There you go. Okay, <laughs> Frank, it's been uh, great to see you again and have this conversation. It's been a pleasure uh, coming back, and I love your show. Okay. Thanks, All right. Thank, Thank you, you so okay. much. Okay, we're going to take a little break here at Liquid Lunch. We've we got a lot more coming up, so stay tuned because it's going to be fun. That was nice. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.